It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. Uh, and as we've been talking about this uh, leadership, uh, a lot of the collusion that happens back in our nation's capital as uh, people horse trade uh, and try to get things through uh, so that they can go home uh, or so that they can deal with their political problems back home. Uh, a lot of those trade-offs are where a lot of the things get done uh, that have less to do with uh, with compromise and more to get to political collusion, which is uh, is which is how you get twenty seven thousand or twenty seven trillion dollars in debt. Uh, it's not easy, uh, but it's a leadership issue. And uh, really thrilled to have uh, our good friend and independent pollster Scott Rasmussen joining us on the line. And uh, Scott, uh, I, I keep coming back. Uh, you and I have talked about this before. It's it's the old, uh, I believe it was uh, Margaret Thatcher who said uh, the old line of, you know, how many people were there? Which way were they going? How fast were they traveling? Uh, I need to find them because I am their leader. Uh, <laughs> and, and it seems more and more that uh, we're getting to what you have often said, uh, and that is that uh, we got to figure out who's actually leading and why. That's right. You know, one of the things that we talked about last week was my sense that the Biden uh, uh, administration is likely to be a transition time and a little bit like Gerald Ford and Jimmy Carter leading up to Ronald Reagan. So, you know, what's this next leader going to be like? And and if you talk to my friends in Washington in the, uh, you know, in the city of power, uh, they have this idea that uh, we got to find who that leader is so we know where America is going, because, you know, the, the political world thinks that uh, it's the agendas of politicians that move the nation. Um, I think that this next leader is going to be a little bit more like Ronald Reagan and Franklin Roosevelt, who uh, who are influential, not because they changed America, but because they listened to America. They gave voice to what the American people were concerned about. And um you know, by following the people, they changed politics. And that's what we're going to be going through, I think, in the next uh, five or 10 years. Uh, I think that's such a fascinating thing to, to think through, because there are there are a lot of people on, on both sides of the aisle uh, who who are wringing their hands, equally saying, you know, when is the next Roosevelt coming? When is a Reagan? When is a Kennedy going to you know walk through? I keep and I tell both sides they're not coming. <laughs> Reagan's not going to walk through that door and Kennedy's not coming back just yet. Uh, and uh, but it's finding that uh, that person who can really give voice to the heart and soul, and not discover it or claim it. Uh, they have to give voice to it. Right. And, you know, I think we have to acknowledge the fact that uh, whatever you may think of Joe Biden and Donald Trump um, or those who came before them, uh, they were all born and they all came of age before the digital revolution. You know, they're digital immigrants. Um, what would you know, the, the person who's going to be able to give voice to this, the person who's going to um, help us move forward is someone who uh, is a, a from a younger generation. It is going to be like, uh, you know, the transition, say, from Dwight Eisenhower to John Kennedy generationally. Uh, but it's going to be something that, that a person is going to know how to speak a little bit differently. 
Ronald Reagan was a great communicator, knew how to use TV and radio. Uh, but we live in a world of social media now. Somebody's going to tap into that in a different way that unifies people and, and can lift us up. And I think the important part of this is it's not just a question of who's leading, it's where are they leading. And the American people are always a, a decade or two or three or four ahead of our political leadership. Um, and the American people are moving along, you know, trying to move our nation closer to the founding ideals. And, and the political leader who can tap into that in a big way will be the next influential president. And, you know, we presidents are always influential. Uh, if you live in the White House and you control the federal bureaucracy, you do have some influence who, who will have a lasting impact. You know, the Franklin Roosevelt, every president who came after him uh, for decades lived in the shadow of the New Deal. And Ronald Reagan redefined politics uh, for his generation and understood that the New Deal era was gone. So there will be another one coming. And I, and I hope it's sooner rather than later. Yeah, and, and so important. One of, the, one of the things that you mentioned in your column this week uh, that people can go look at at Deseret.com or on our Facebook page, uh, you, you talked about this idea that uh, those on the left, and I think a lot of those on the on the right, the, the center and the center right anyway, uh, are kind of hoping that, you know, the, the Biden era, era will at least get us back to normal. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people have said, well, at least we can go back to politics as usual. But your polling suggests that's really not what the American people want anyway. No, that's, you know, there's, and again, you have to understand, uh, you know, Donald Trump was a unique figure in the way he has conducted himself in the White House. So a lot of the political world is just kind of breathing a sigh of relief. At least that's behind us. Uh, but only about a third of the voters nationwide want to return to establishment politics of either the right or the left. Uh, most are looking for what we might define as a more populist uh, political outcome, a populist challenge to the status quo. And, you know, realistically, uh, the terms are going to be expressed differently from this new era. Than, uh, so I don't know that what the populist form will look like when it eventually comes, uh, comes into fruition. But this idea that America is longing to go back to the days when a Republican establishment argued with a Democratic establishment, that's not going to happen. Um, and partly because that world came from a, a very centralized society, just three television networks that controlled news and entertainment and cultural norms. And now we live in a, in a digital era where you have access to almost, well, more opinions than any of us can follow, um, which, again, you know, leads to the fact that we need a different way to find some common ground. Yeah, just in our uh, final minute here, Scott, uh, as you as you look towards that next influential president, uh, and that's the an important distinction: influential president, lasting influence, uh, really is going to have to be someone who can uh, bridge that gap uh, and that disconnect. I think between the citizens uh, and a lot of our policymakers. Yes, and I think uh, you know it's important for us not to say, "Oh, I think this is going to be the next Republican nominee or the Democratic nominee." I think we need to be really open to the fact that it could be somebody completely unknown to us at this time, and we should also be open to the fact that the demographic coalitions that we've gotten used to are going to be shaken up. Um, you know, that's the way these changes take place. So I think right now we need to acknowledge that uh, where society is leading is encouraging, and uh, we will hope that a political leader will come along soon enough to 
to help the politicians catch up to the rest of us. Yeah, fantastic. Great insight as always. I'm going to quote you to yourself uh, that our politics may have failed, uh, but America will not because it is the uh, the community and culture that lead and the politicians eventually follow. So Scott Rasmussen, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, boy. And Merry Christmas. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour break. When we come back, our own Lee Lonsberry is going to join us. We always talk about 2020 hindsight, so we're going to find out some hindsight from 2020. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.